Hey, welcome to Made For More. My name is Aaron Burke, and I'm super glad that you're listening to this, watching this, however you are getting this content. I'm really glad. Actually, for the very first time, it was a couple days ago, I went and looked at our actual like ratings and how we're doing. And it's so cool to see that there's literally thousands of people every single month that are watching this, listening to this, and sharing it. So it's making a big difference. Here's what I want from you. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe right now. If you haven't pushed that like button on YouTube, make sure you push that like button. And I want you to know this. If you haven't let me know that you're listening to it, let me know. DM me. Not like in a weird way. That's weird to say. But like DM me. Like send me information. Let me know what you're doing and let me know if it's helpful. Today, I have the one and only Daniel Floyd, who is an unbelievable leader he is a doctor. Now, hey. I have to say this, uh, not a medical doctor. You don't want him to, uh, having doing surgery on you, but he is, me and Daniel got our doctorate together in ministry, um, learned a lot from each other and a mm-hmm. little bit from the program. So we did a lot. No, we did learn a lot from the program. But uh, Daniel, t- tell everybody kind of who you are, where you're yeah. at, and what you do. Great. Excited to be here. Yep. Uh, live in Virginia, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Been pastoring LifePoint Church 16 years. 16 years has been great. Married, awesome. four kids, 14, 12, five, and two, and done. 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 And uh, yeah, we had a great time. Learned a whole lot from each other, and <laughs> it's a great program, but... That is the truth. Yeah, that is the truth. A lot of fun in class, A too. lot of fun. A lot Planned of fun. We some ate trips, some good food. Ate good food. That's the truth. <laughs> um, Daniel, you're one of the healthiest leaders I know, and you do things so well. So we're going to get to the subject in a little mm-hmm. bit. So for people that are watching this, we're going to talk about what it means to be a healthy leader in a world that is so crazy. Yeah. But before we do that, we'd like to do a little lightning round so people kind of know who you are. Perfect. So let me just throw some questions at you. Uh, a good Netflix show you've watched recently. It's mm. <laughs> horrible. I don't really... <laughs> Hang out on Netflix. Or any, like, what's your go-to binge show? Uh, go. This is gonna be so embarrassing. Okay, Friends. No. <laughs> wow. Let no. me give some caveat to that, okay, though. Please. So, my wife is a huge Friends fan. Yeah. And I don't know if this is good or not, but we fall asleep. We turn the TV on, put the timer on, and that's how we fall asleep. And it's always Friends. Really? Yeah, I loves, can't deal with the laugh track. She watches every episode. You know what I'm talking about? The laughter yeah. and the thing? Here's what's interesting, though. Watching the Friends reunion is how genius those producers, like, sometimes they said they would change a joke on the fly because it didn't land with the studio. They go back and refilm it. And it's kind really? of interesting, the geniusness of, yeah, anyways. Um, I've never watched Friends. There you go. My wife has watched it a bunch. Okay, yeah, uh, favorite lost a lot of cereal. Respect. I know. I'm sorry about that. Favorite cereal? Mm, Captain Crunch. Really? Berries. With the berries? Oh, yes. It's a good one. Okay. All right. Here's a question that I think determines a lot about who somebody is. All right. If you had to eliminate one fast food restaurant off the face of the planet, like nobody could ever eat there again, you're going to do the planet a service by eliminating mm-hmm. it. What do you eliminate? McDonald's. You cannot eliminate McDonald's. <laughs> yes. You can't. My kids would be so sad. <laughs> Why? Why McDonald's? What else do you need when you got Chick-fil-A? Uh, that's true. Well, uh, burgers is one reason is you need burgers. There's <laughs> you can no- get them elsewhere, Shake Shack. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Okay. You can't. We just ate Shake Shack. All right. Any good book or thing that you've re- in the last year or something you've read or listened yeah. to? Yeah. Which Actually, one? a couple of good books. I read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by yes. John Mark Cromer. Yes. Good book. Just finished uh, at your best from Kerry Newhoff. A fantastic book yes. on energy management. Okay, really, really good book. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, Bi- the Bible. 
in the Bible. You have to say the Bible. You're a pastor. <laughs> I have to. All I, work, right. I work in the faith community. That works. The Bible. Um, okay, you're an incredible leader, but there's a lot of pastors that you go, well, of course, they're healthy. They're great leaders. They're a pastor. But there's a lot of pastors that are really not healthy. Mm-hmm. You you lead a healthy church. You're a healthy leader. You have a healthy family. What do you think the key is? Like, How do you become a healthy leader? Mm. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's so important, healthy leadership, uh, because if the leader isn't healthy, it, it bleeds in. I think we all know the rest of the organization. Yep. Um, and I think it's about the the right rhythms, the right people uh, in your life. So right. you can't stay healthy if you're always, you know, pegging out the RPMs of your life. Um, and so I think just learning the right rhythms. I, I, I used to think a long time ago that I could have the right schedule. And I learned I got to have the right rhythms because some so there are seasons where I need to I need to be on red in the RPMs right. and I got to run hard. And I think we all face that whether we lead in the church, outside the church, whatever place we're at. They're, they're, so you got if you live in rhythms, I think you you face a lot better. And then I think right people around you, right community, right conversations that you're being honest about. Um, that isn't a strength of mine. I'm not always. Hey, let me tell you what's going on inside of me. Right. Um, but I found that if you don't like. You'll you'll begin to create cracks in your foundation that'll lead to the building falling over. That's really that's a great analogy. Let's yeah. talk about rhythm for just a little bit because mm-hmm. you said it's different between rhythm and schedule. Like, wh- what's the difference between those? Yeah, I think if if you go into leading anything and you think, oh, I can just I can live this ideal week, like right. I can always leave at five. I can always get there. Well, it's just not this. Not the reality. Sometimes right. there's a project's got to be pushed, and I've got to give fifteen hours in a day. And sometimes there's not that. And so I think learning to live in the rhythm of, all right, I know there's going to be peaks and I know there's going to be valleys. Some will maximize the peaks. I'm going to prepare everybody in my world for the peaks, my family, my kids, my wife, the people around me. Hey, this is going to be a peak moment. This is what it means. And then when there's the lull moments, then I'm going to maximize the lull moments on the things I had to sacrifice in the peak moments. Okay, now that's gold, what you just said, because one of those things is that you're going to prepare the people closest to you about really high, busy seasons. 100%. Um, And why do you prepare them ahead of time? Because, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, expectations and what's coming. So it's not just, we're going to be really busy. But also, it's going to be really busy. It's what's going to require. On the back end of that, here's what's coming. So our, our kids are to the place now where on Sundays, every so often, the conversation, what's the week ahead look like? Right. Because it's almost like we've so gotten this rhythm of, let us talk you through the week ahead. Let us talk you through what's coming. It may be a week where we're home every night. may not be a week. Maybe may be a week where there's a lot of travel. And so preparing them sets expectations. I know what I can expect. I know what's coming. I'm not surprised. It lowers, I think, frustration. Right. I think it lowers emotional tension, aggravation, because I knew this was coming. I could mentally prepare for it, get ready for it. And then also in the valley times, I know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I hate to say make up for it because it's not a it's not like right. do this and I'll pay you that. It's not a it's a in the valleys I know that I'm gonna replenish. I'm going to refuel. I'm going to invest in a different way to get me ready for the next peak and, season. And letting people connect the dots and letting your kids, your family connect the dots that you get the valleys mm-hmm. that you get to replenish and refresh in because y'all work so hard in that. Exactly. Um, how do you not stay on red line for so long when it's, you know, you're a high driver. Mm-hmm. You want to keep, because honestly, I'm, I'm the same way. I could work nonstop yeah. and never get a break if it wasn't for the family. 
I don't know if I'd ever rest or get a break. Right. So how do you, how do you control that in your life? Uh, I think you got to just force it in. Uh, you know, Sabbath isn't. It's not just a Christian idea. Rest. Um, right. It's not just a Christian idea. I think you have to be. So if you're a driver like we are, I think you have to be strategic and consistent about it getting on the schedule. Um, if you're not a driver, then you know you maybe you need to be more strategic about right. the working hard. Um, but if you're driving, think- there's a lot of that out there today. It's just like <laughs> I'm just here to rest. Yeah, like, I need more rest. I'm like no, no you don't. You yeah. need to work. Right. Um, but I think you just gotta you gotta be intentional and strategic about it. And I think this is the big revelation for me is I learned when I begin to. That I work from rest, not work for rest. Wow. Explain that. So if I'm if I'm resting right, then I come out of it energized, ready to go right. for the next the next week, the next season, whatever it may be. Um, but if I'm working just to go, oh, can I just get to vacation? Right. Then I'm I come out of vacation maybe back to zero. Right. But not in the positive. So then I'm entering work at I'm even kill. I want to enter the next season of work in the positive instead of going, well, I'm I'm at, I'm back to baseline. Right. Right, no. right. So if I if I rest intentionally, then I'm adding fuel to myself so that I'm coming out of it fueled up and not just That's well, so good. Yeah. I think there's an intentionality. You even said it today um, when you were speaking at Radiant about the intentionality of how you do uh, vacations mm-hmm. because a lot of people their vacations are exhausting yeah and they, they walk out of there and they go i don't know why i'm not refreshed i'm coming back yeah. empty because you don't people don't know how to rest well 100 yeah, percent. so how did you learn that like to learn to rest well so we took uh this summer took our first sabbatical okay um and i know that's not available to everybody every organization sure. but we we were able after 16 years to take sabbatical and i learned it took me it took me two or three weeks to to dial it down where I even felt like I was coming down I, I think I led so long on adrenaline You're right and natural drive and natural energy that it took me a little bit to come down from that and then I was actually able to get into a feeling of of rest um, but it required things like turning my phone in which I am a good gonna... friend of yours and I text you multiple times. <laughs> And let me tell you about this guy. I, I'm getting a text back from his assistant saying, Pastor Daniel, we'll get back to you in a month or two. I'm like, <laughs> we're close friends, but that's important. Like, it's yeah. very important. Like, you disconnect. Yeah. I mean, my, I've gotten over it. I've my gotten my over pastor, it. he goes, I text you on your birthday, and I got a text back from your assistant. And I was like, yeah, I, I literally gave my phone away. It's a big deal. And got like a, a burner phone, like James right. Bond or something. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. But I think I, I, had, to, I had to go, Kerry uh, Newhoff in his book, At Your Best, says it so well. Just that one little example of, of your phone. He said, what if every ding on your phone was a knock at your door and you got up every time? He said, how exhausted would you be if every ding, email ding, text ding, wow. whatever, was a knock at your door and you literally got up and went and answered the door and they're like, LOL. Then you closed it and set right, back down. Right, and you right. got back. What are you eating today? Closed it, set back You can down. have zero healthy relationships. And he said that it takes your mind 20 minutes to re-engage to the level it was before it was disturbed. Wow. So think about that. If all throughout our day, if we're not having a day where we completely disengage, right. Where we put the do not disturb on, and the only messages that come through are our family or whoever we decide. Like, 
no wonder, no wonder we end the weekend like, man, I'm as tired as I was, or we're out of bad sleeping rhythms, right? Or honestly, we're eating bad, right? You know, when my son Owen was born 14 years ago, I was 70 pounds heavier than I am right now. 70 pounds heavier. Yeah. And I just, if you go to Pastor Daniel's Instagram, <laughs> it's his profile picture. No, it's not, but it's <laughs> funny to check it out. I do have a one I keep on my phone that's like the before and after. Oh, I've seen it. Believe it. But it's just little things like that, like that we all know. It's right. just doing it. Right. It's just getting intentional about doing it. Like our physical health affects our. Mental, it affects our emotional, it affects the energy level we right. bring, just all the way around. It's um, crazy. We in the last six weeks, I've been on the road almost every week, and it's been a lot of fun. But I've eaten some of the worst foods I've ever eaten in my entire life. Right. And Katie and I are having a blast. But finally, we looked at each other. And I was like, "I'm going to die if I keep eating <laughs> this way." It's a lot of fun. But I was like, "I've got to do something." Yeah. And you see your energy level tank, mm-hmm. your ability to push through stuff, your yeah. ability to sleep well. It just yeah. tanks. Your mental clarity. It tanks. Yeah, yeah, it does. So what you put in your body matters. How 100%. you rest matters. Which, by the way, quick promo for Whoop. Um, I introduced this to Daniel today about the idea. <laughs> I'm no longer sponsored by them. I'm not never been sponsored by them. But Whoop, if you would like to sponsor, be a sponsorship deal. <laughs> they should be sponsoring you. They should be. You can get on the Made for More Leadership Podcast group. <laughs> because it tells you when you should go to sleep, how do you rest. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the people in your life. You yeah. also do this really well. Having a healthy leader is having the right people around you. Mm-hmm. How do you make that a priority? Uh, for me, it's it's the people closest in my circle. Okay. Right team. Team that you can be honest with. People that you can open up to. So, for instance, Tammy and I were supposed to take this sabbatical last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we know what all hit. And it was right. like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. And to be honest, we had we had never we'd taken time off. We'd never taken like an unplug in 16 years from starting the church to that day. So... Um, we were supposed to take that last year, and we we just had to get honest around our team and go, all right, 2021, no matter what's happening, we're going, because the exhaustion of the year, I think a lot of leaders felt this, yep. the the tension of no one was ever happy with you. You didn't say yep. enough for one group, you said right. too much for the other group on on multiple issues. I mean, there was more than a physical you know, virus pandemic, there was a financial pandemic, a race pandemic, an election pandemic. I mean, there were so many things you were leading through back Everything back. in one year. In one year. Yes. And nobody was happy with you. And the weight of that is so exhausting. Yep. Um, and so having a team that you could be honest with, you know, some leaders are like, well, if I show my weakness, then my team won't respect me, won't follow me. Our team was like, you're taking it this year. You're getting some time off. We, we went to the point of... Um, Stepping into counseling, okay. Uh, which I'm I'm the opposite of a kumbaya person. Right. Like, matter of fact, I told Tammy, I was like, if he starts speaking in a soft voice and asking me how it makes me feel, I'm probably going to get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she says that there were several times she just took my hand and squeezed it and was like, stay right here. Um, and it's not that we felt like we were crashing; it's that. We felt like if we don't get ahead on some of these things that we're feeling exhaustion, yep. mental fatigue, relational fatigue, had a lot of transitions in our ministry in 2020 in the middle of all the other stuff going on. Um, if we don't get ahead of it, then it could create the cracks that end up causing the building to fall. And and we want to stay ahead of that. How, where did you get that kind of wisdom to think like that? Because I think a lot of people are waiting for, I'll see, I'll get a therapist when right. I have a problem, right? I'll, I'll take a sabbatical when I'm tired. Y'all were more preventative. Just I, watching 
Too many bad stories. I think that's the key. I, I hate, I'm, right. I'm so tired of seeing, lead, not just church leaders, but leaders in general, just leaders losing opportunity, imploding. Yep. Uh, because here's the deal. The reality is, and it's not to downgrade what somebody else does, but someone that isn't leading something can have their life fall apart and the blast radiance radiant is pretty small. Right. A leader does that, and the shrapnel of that is rippling. So, so there, it's it's worse. It is. I mean, both are bad when a leader implodes, whatever that is, morally, emotional fatigue, just quits, runs, whatever it is. It's worse because of all the influence and the effect of it. And I'm just determined to really finish well. It's really and not good. Be that because there's too much at stake, and so. Because of that, it was just we want to stay in front of it and be a preventative right. leader. Um, and so, what we were able to do is, it we weren't going in in crisis. We were able to go spend several days and go. We want to talk about this. We want to talk about that. We want to, you know, right. And we want to talk about this as it relates to work things. We want to talk about this as it relates to marriage and family. Um, and we literally spent just several days, all day, talking through those things. And it was, it was. It was so eye-opening, gave us language to things we mm-hmm. were thinking, gave Great. us perspective we didn't have before. And I think just brought – we enjoyed it so much, it's going to be a yearly thing for us. It's like great. a yearly checkup. A yearly checkup with yeah. a counselor. I think yeah. it's brilliant. Um, let's talk about one more area because you've mm-hmm. talked about healthy, getting rest, making sure you got the right rhythms, making sure that you got the right people and, and doing that. You've talked about sabbatical. Um Talk to us a little bit about family, because you have a great family. So they'll spend the day with a couple of your kids, um, been around you and your wife a lot. You do this really well. And I know there's a lot of high-capacity leaders that are like, yeah, I'm building something great, but I don't know how to manage the kids, the marriage. What's your wisdom for yeah. those leaders? So I think for a couple of things. First is um, we, we really believe in integration. Um, I, I don't believe in work-life balance. I know there's a lot written about that. I know different people have different perspectives. Sure. Like, um, and I think it's it's cool thought. I think it's a bad mental model. It's a bad way to think about it. Because if I have work life balance, then it's one versus the other. Right. Well, if if you're a leader, there's a good chance you feel a sense of calling to what you do. That that you feel like there's a there's a sense that whether you're leading church, organization, business, if you're leading and you're a high capacity leader, there's a good chance that you have a sense of, of I was I was born to do this, right? So that's like part of purpose, part right. of calling. Um, you know, even I heard the vice president of culture for Southwest Airlines said over eighty percent of their employees feel called to Southwest. That's why they're there. It's incredible. Think about that for it's a moment. Incredible. So when you get that, it's it's what you're doing is now I'm putting calling versus. My other calling, which my right. family is my calling, and right. it's the priority. So we talk a lot about integration. So for us, we're all in it together. And I know that would look different in a business world, in the church world. It's like we're just all in it. This is it's all us. Right. We're all doing this together. Um, so I think that's a that mental model. I think is massive in the perspective. Um, and and the other thing is a lot, just a lot of conversations. I think stuff that's fairly easy. A lot of conversations. Right. A lot of. Um, talking, a lot of scheduling, a lot of um, yes to this and no to that, right? Um, and what's too much setting our own parameters. And I think a lot of conversations in the changing seasons. Hmm. 
so like what what worked with one child doesn't work with two. What worked with two doesn't work with three. What worked with three doesn't work with four. Right. What worked with everybody in elementary school doesn't work with one in high school, one in middle school, and right. one in preschool. Right. And one at home. A lot of pivoting. Yeah. Like you just got to change a lot. Yeah. You've got to constantly be evaluating. So right. the, the idea of evaluate and orchestrate, you constantly got to evaluate the situation, orchestrate a new plan. So brilliant. And then evaluate and then orchestrate. If you're not constantly, I was I even add this, if you're not constantly evaluating, eliminating, and then orchestrating That's a new plan, right then you're gonna you're gonna end up frustrated. So you constantly got all right. We got to evaluate. Now we got to eliminate something because we've added something. Something has changed. A new scenario. A new season of life. And then we got to orchestrate something new. And and I'm just not talking about you and your spouse. I'm talking about with you and your children. Right. Um, and so my son and I just had a conversation the other day where I said, like, I asked him and I honestly want to know, Hey, but is dad traveling too much? Hmm. Do you feel like the church takes priority over you? Um, do you feel like I'm accessible to you? Do you have enough time with me? And I want real honest answers, right? Because I will take that feedback and I may look at an invitation and go, no, I'm going to turn that down. It'll be worth it yes, because I've got some. I've been orchestrating and evaluating, and I, I may have to eliminate. You know what I'm saying? It's so brilliant, but I think it's a principle across every organization, too. If, if With the growth of every season or growth of every level of the organization, or 2019 versus 2021, Yeah, like if you're still doing business and leadership the same way, you're missing it. You should evaluate, you should eliminate, and then you got to orchestrate. Yeah. 100%. That is a great. It's almost like you got your doctorate in this thing. <laughs> I do want to take a second because we're almost done, but I do want to talk about the casualties amongst leaders. Is there a common thread that you would go, these guys that I see, business leaders, church leaders, that just keep, their mm. marriages keep falling apart, their kids go crazy, that, you know, their businesses implode. What's the common thing you see with them? I think, uh, I think you can get to a place where you go, won't happen to me. Hmm. Is what I see is like, Oh, that couldn't happen to me, right? Um, or for for when it happens with success, I think success success reveals it does. It, it does. It reveals what was already there, right? And so, if there's cracks in the foundation, if the character wasn't great already, if there were hidden things that nobody else saw, because the success covered up, the weight of success. Um, will expose it at the same time. I think another thing that I was, I just heard uh, Brad Lominick, who used to lead Catalyst mm-hmm. and wrote a great book, H3 Leadership. And we had him in and he was talking about um, the difference between identity, calling, and assignment, that you're uh, who you are, your identity, your calling, um, which I love the way he described it. He said, it's the riverbanks and right. your assignment is the boat. And sometimes you may be in a pontoon boat. Sometimes you may be in a, you know, a wakeboarding boat. Sometimes you may be in a houseboat because your assignment could shift and change, but your calling, calling never does. That's so brilliant. So my assignment may be I'm at this business or I'm a right. campus pastor or I'm a children's person, but my my assignments could shift. But my calling is the riverbanks that lets me know this is why I'm on the planet. And he said this, he goes, we get it messed up when assignment becomes our our calling and our also becomes our identity. Hmm. And so we we think what I do right. is who, who I, I am. am. Right. And when that gets all tangled up, I think it's a real formula for, for a mess in our life. Absolutely. We've got to keep them separate. I'm a child of God. Yes. I'm called by Him. Yeah. Like, 
whether the room's full, the room's empty, right. whether I land the contract or don't land the contract, whether the p- company's profitable or not, my assignment is not my identity, and my assignment also isn't my, my calling. It's funny to me, a lot of the major casualty stories I've heard of recently are all during mountaintop success yeah. seasons, which is contrary to what you think. You think the enemy gets you when you're down low, but mm-hmm. actually when you're low, you're, you're, your guard is up. Yeah, you're walking in humility. You're praying like you never. You're pray. praying like crazy, <laughs> and so there's some people listening to this, and you're you're thinking everything's perfect right now. It's when the enemy attacks. Yeah. So keep your guard up. Yeah. All right. Any last words on being a healthy leader? I just think it's so important. What yeah. you said. Keep your guard up. Yep. Keep the right rhythms in your life, especially in your family. I was going to say this when we were talking about family. One final thought. Um, there, my like my, my children. They're only there for. a the church will still be there. Right. Organization will still be there. Um, they're only there for a season. I yep. have a window, a small window yep. in the breadth of their whole life Yep. to really make sure that I'm winning in that area. Wow. It's huge. Listen, I didn't realize this, but today's uh, podcast is our one-year anniversary of this podcast. Hey. So to have Daniel Floyd on the one-year <laughs> anniversary of Made for More. Um, my happy word, birthday. I know. Made happy birthday. More. That's a big deal. By the way, our uh, word for 2022, I've already released this to our staff. It's going to be the church word for Radiant for 2022 is health. Hey, We're going to be the healthiest church in America. That's our goal. So you're going to be hearing a lot of stuff this next year on it. But I know it's the end of the year right now. Or maybe you're listening to this months later. But take a moment. Evaluate your health. Be the healthiest you can be. And I'm telling you. God will use you in incredible ways. Daniel Floyd is the man. Follow him on Instagram. Make sure you check out his messages at LifePoint there in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Incredible church. And we're so glad you're on. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and we will see you next month.